Hi there, welcome back. As you'll be aware, it's been a number of months now since we last produced a podcast. Like the rest of the world, we've been in lockdown. Podcasts uh, have taken less of a priority to everything else that's going on in the world as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's not to say that we haven't been busy over the period of lockdown as an organisation. Our staff teams have been in local communities supporting children and families, providing pop-up food banks and direct food deliveries to a number of families uh, in the communities where we have historically been active. In addition, over the official school holiday period in Scotland, we operated in five primary schools targeting 30 of the most vulnerable uh, young people who require support. We provided breakfast, lunch and four hours of socially distanced activity in order that these young people had a focus during the summer holiday periods. We provided over 80,000 meals to around about 17,000 people in that period and we are pleased to have, along with many other organisations, played our part in supporting our communities at a time of great difficulty. This particular podcast was recorded way back in January. Remember those days before COVID? Some of the content may be, may seem a bit out of date. Uh, there's some discussion around Brexit and the likes. However, please don't forget that Brexit hasn't gone away. It's still with us and decisions are still being made about how Brexit will impact on this country over the coming weeks, months and years. So it is still relevant. We very much want you to hear this podcast because the person who is chatting to us, Scott Campbell, is a massive supporter of Achieve More Scotland. He has, over a number of years, provided a wide range of support, including providing the premises that we sit making this podcast in and has a number of views and opinions about many matters. We hope you enjoy it and please feel free to post comments or opinions on anything you hear in the actual discussion. The person who's with us today is Scott Campbell. Scott is the owner of Standard Real Estates. Standard Real Estates uh, have a massive portfolio uh, across the country and they have been very, very kind and generous enough to donate some office uh, space to us, which helps us to reduce costs, which means more money can be focused on the services that we deliver to children and young people across Glasgow and beyond. So welcome, Scott. Thank you. Tell us, tell us about your background. Where are you from? I born and grew up in Erskine. Uh, Spent most of my life between sort of Erskine, Paisley, stayed in city centre for a wee while. Um, but I kind of Erskine boy, born and bred. The, the youngest of quite a lot of veins. <laughs> I was actually just going to ask you that, so tell us a wee bit about your sort of family. Hey, I've got five sisters and a brother. Um, I'm the youngest by quite some length. I was definitely an accident for them. <laughs> there was six of them in the space of about six years and then a big gap to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think you've, um, it's fair to say, credit to your parents, every single one of your siblings and you have uh, done all right in life. Uh, a, a, a hard work ethic instilled in, in us. Uh, my brother's done very well. Um, my sisters are all nurses or teachers and the likes. Um, I didn't fancy going down that route. Uh-huh. They, they all get into nursing and I didn't know fancy that side of it. So, um, 
went another direction. But you've got involved in the caring uh, industry in another way, I suppose. Uh, whilst you're a businessman, you're a big supporter of a number of different charities in a number of different ways, and something that we'll explore more. But I just, again, I think we had a chat uh, off mic and a special mention to your dad, your 85-year-old dad, and uh, still getting out there on his bike. Uh, he's a... Uh this is the rough old week where we thought we'd lost him the other day, but his biggest worry at the moment is getting back out on his bike. So he's, uh, he's, he's phenomenal. He's uh, turns 85 this year. When he turned 80, he went and climbed Ben Nevis. And is the oldest man, apparently the oldest man to climb Ben Nevis. Incredible. Um, nice. Uh, so, again... We can we can easily see where that hard work ethic comes from, that drive and determination. Uh, that's incredible. On a personal level, Scott has uh, been uh, somebody who's supported me, you know, just offered advice and guidance, and and uh, even more recently has uh, given me uh, the loan of a very expensive uh, road bike so that I can go and join. Uh, one of our funders who's cycling for China to, to Scotland uh, for a few days next month. Uh, more will be said about that in a later podcast. So uh, Scott's support comes at a number of different personal and professional levels. So tell us a wee bit about uh, Standard Real Estate, your role, uh, how it's developing. Uh, Standard Real Estate was set up eight, nine years ago. Um, a guy that I'd done a lot of business with over the years is my business partner now, Hamish Munro. Um, Hamish and I had known each other for a long, long time and I had always fancied being on his side of the fence rather than the side of the fence I was on. I was director of a large global corporate property business. It's a big part of the reason why or behind what we do and the approach we both take is we're both enjoy spending a lot of time with our family so we're very flexible in mm -hmm. how we work mm -hmm. we don't spend a massive amount of time in the office we try and spend as much time away with our family as we can mm -hmm. but we work everything round about doing mm -hmm. that um, Hamish is married, he's got two kids I've got two daughters I like to be able to drop them off in the morning and pick them up from school whenever I can um, and running your own business allows you mm -hmm. to do that ah, it means you're sitting burning midnight oil at yeah, times till two and three in the morning mm -hmm. making up the time that you Nicked mm -hmm. off for, but that all works. You get two daughters with special mention to the dog who I've met on a few occasions as well, who's right. very much part of the business. She's uh, <laughs> Millie comes into the office every day with us, so that's a great thing. I've had the pleasure <laughs> of meeting her, yes, uh, she's, she's a cracker. Um, so, beyond the business, you're a businessman, you're clearly a successful businessman, you work hard, you burn the midnight oil, you get the chance to spend time with your family, that's a, that's a priority. What do you do in your downtime? What's your interests? What's your hobbies? Uh, initially football when I was younger um, unfortunately I'm getting too old and too broken to do that now so I uh, have to keep finding something new to do things that go in a straight line I'm quite good with now so I always turned like a super tanker when I played football so uh, running straight lines cycling in straight lines swimming in straight lines all works quite well so I've been doing triathlons um, I train a lot at the gym I'm naturally a big fat boy so if I don't train uh I head that way so I, um, I train sort of six days a week at the gym um, a mixture of weight training and I say, yeah. sort of triathlon disciplines mm -hmm. but not doing as many triathlons as I like to these days but so what was your last one? I, last one was last year I did the Strathclyde Park one last year mm -hmm. um, which was good uh, they're only sort of sprint distance I want to get to my goal was three or four years down the line once my youngest daughter's 16 and uh 
too busy going out with her pals to spend time with her dad. At that point, I plan to do an Ironman. Right. It takes a lot of training to do that, and I don't want to give up that time just now that I can be spending with her when she's she's wee. The older ones are already getting at the point where hanging about with dad's not that cool, so maybe we don't get there. I think when I first met you, you had been training for a swim in Loch Lomond, which again, just came out of fear. No, I I do quite a lot of of swimming at Loch Lomond. Um, by far a novice in comparison to the boys I swim with there's world champion swimmers mm-hmm. in the group I kind of play a bit of the margins with it mm-hmm. um, the, the first time I swam in Loch Lomond I met a guy I was very proud of my kilometre and a half that I just swam in the open water with my wetsuit and my gloves everything that to keep me warm and there was a boy climbing out the water at the same time with a pair of swimming trunks on I said to one of the guys I swam with why is a crowd of people standing there clapping he said that's James Buick that's his he's just broken the world record for swimming the length of Loch Lomond and that was his nine hours and four minutes and his swimming trunks having swam the whole oh, distance incredible. James is a phenomenal swimmer and there's a couple others in that group there's Olympic triathletes or former triathletes all part of that group how it make you feel inadequate eh? very much so but just, <laughs> just for those who maybe don't know the length of Loch Lomond is around about 26 miles so a marathon distance so this guy has just <coughs> swam a marathon <laughs> it's just incredible uh, but aye aye there's always somebody that can make you feel inadequate so talk about your interest and your support for charities as I've explained already uh, I think for the best part of three maybe four years now probably yep. uh, you've been uh, supporting uh, the, the Achieve More in, in a number of different ways most most uh, obviously through uh, the contribution of office space uh, it's a great arrangement again you know it's one of those ones here's a space you can have it but see if somebody wants it you need to move um, but it's worked for us it's great we have a city centre base which is perfect for uh, the, the the majority of our work and having uh, our office in East Kilbride benefits me because I stay here but it's also become our admin uh, base it's a bit of a bolt hole and of reports and things to be done so it, it's worked out great and you know on behalf of uh, everyone involved with the charity for the Board of Trustees to the staff and participants we really appreciate that oh, level of support uh, it means it means so much and it just means that uh, it frees up some resources to uh, enable us to do a bit more whether it's in our schools work or community work or holiday programs and the likes and uh, you've also sponsored uh, football strips uh, for a Friday night football as well and you've been up to see that in action so uh, again on every every level we sort of appreciate that but we are not the only charity that you've been involved in or are involved in so tell us a wee bit more about what you've done in the past eh, in terms of charities and where you are now eh. the um the other ones were involved with i was historically a, a trustee of finding your feet uh, which is a charity set up for a girl corinne hutton um who lost both arms and uh, both hands and both legs uh, she had a very good support network around her and is, through her recovery process, wanted to set up a charity to help others. Corinne was a friend of the family and I got involved in that, did that for a period of time, um, and then stepped step back from it. It was growing and yes, there was less that I could contribute to yeah. it. I'm um, now a trustee of Launch, who A&M are involved with, mm-hmm. um, feeding the kids. Mm-hmm. And as a, a business, we both had various incidents in our life where we were affected by friends and family and um, being affected by cancer so as a business Hamish and I do quite a bit for mm-hmm. a couple of different cancer charities mm-hmm. and NCH Action for Children we sponsor their main dinner each year they yeah. never mind the business yeah. dinner in Glasgow and Aberdeen mm-hmm. so yeah. that's been quite a big focus for us as well.
it's Brexit Day. On a personal level, let's forget that eh, we don't want to know about your politics or whatever, you probably don't want to share them, but from a businessman's perspective, what's your sense of eh, what this is going to mean for the country? Brexit's a difficult one. The being perfectly honest with you from a business perspective, it's probably actually going to benefit me. Um, which you would think I'd be fully supportive of it. In a way, I am. If you take it from the background of, I left a big global corporate business to mm -hmm. set up my own business because I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. Mm -hmm. um, I think at a very basic level, Brexit allows you to do that. So for that point of view, I like what's associated with it. Mm -hmm. The negatives with it, I think could potentially outweigh that. Mm -hmm. I come from a family whose background is all NHS and mm -hmm. I'm extremely concerned about what happens to our NHS yes. coming out of it. I think a lot of the perceived racism and anti-immigration stuff with it is dreadful because mm -hmm. we're a country that relies on immigration. Absolutely. Um, and I think the I think you've got a real problem where Brexit, the idea behind it and the benefits of it have also had an awful lot of negatives mm -hmm. tagged onto it, mm -hmm. um, and I think there are too many idiots involved in that side mm -hmm. that have kind of blurred the lines with it a wee yeah. bit. Um, so I'm really worried about the NHS side of it, I'm really worried about the the impact on immigration where we need immigration mm -hmm. um, and people's failure to understand that. Um, at a personal level in my business, I think there's a potential that could do well, but I think certain businesses property likely to be one of them could potentially do well at the detriment of mm -hmm. society and yeah, right. somebody who's fairly well invested in the charitable side of mm -hmm. things I, it's nice to, again it's nice to be nice but I could probably live with my business not benefiting quite so well with sure. the no. social side of things benefit the better yeah. I think the big thing it is the great unknown isn't it it's yeah. just we, we, we know we hear uh, what the downside or what the positives might be but nobody really knows and nobody's going to start to find it until it kicks in at midnight tonight so I think the reality is we're going to have a, a strange year it's going to come down to what trade agreements can get done mm -hmm. over the course of this year I'd like to think and there are already suggestions with what's been said in the, the press over the past few days that there is a better understanding of the need of immigration and mm -hmm. you can't have people who have been living here and working here for 15, 20 years suddenly getting told you need to go out. Yeah. There has to be a massive dose of common sense mm -hmm. applied to all of that side of things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not the biggest political person in the world. I'm not necessarily the biggest political supporter in the world. Mm -hmm. and common sense and politics are able to find go hand in hand so uh, again, uh, true enough. and I think when <coughs> you use that phrase common sense and you think of some of the people sitting on the front benches at Westminster then uh, it gives you some fear that perhaps that won't kick in and, and the worry is it's, it's, it's you know the, 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 there is that playing up to the jingoism and the, and the old sort of rule Britannia and old England uh, which again you know we need to get beyond that to look at what's best for the country yep. uh, and the needs of the country so It'll be interesting times ahead, uh, and again, you know, it's, it's a fairly personal question in some respects, but from a business perspective, it's interesting to hear your take on it. So, plans for the future. I'm interested in your plans for the future, both in a, in a business perspective. You say you don't plan that much, but you'll have ideas, and also a personal perspective. You've touched on 
as the kids got older and, and you've maybe get a bit more time to concentrate on uh, your, your interests. Tell us, in a business level, what's, what's, what's your thoughts, plans for the future? Uh, business level, would like to keep growing the business. Um, I say Hamish and I are quite dull in that we quite like property. There's no plan to build a business and sell it out. Um, I've got one daughter whose ambition at the moment is to marry a footballer, uh, so she's not going to be taking my business over. <laughs> That's if she's not going to become a model in Milan, which I think was her decision last night. Um, my other daughter's from about the age of four has wanted to be a primary school teacher, mm-hmm. so I've got no succession plan there. Right. Um, but that said... What about Millie? <laughs> Millie's probably the most likely one to run the business. She's, uh, she's in the office every day, she'll understand it. Um, that said, Hamish and I are keen to grow the business and we can kind of change direction of it. There's no, it's a retirement plan for both of us. Mm-hmm. We'll build it up, hopefully pay off the bank debt to the point where it's bringing in an income without having the bank to service mm-hmm. and that'll be our retirement plan. Um, we can change strategy at any point and that what we've got just now requires quite a lot of time, quite a lot of management. We'll change that over a period so as it is Hamish and I get older and we're less involved on a day-to-day basis the assets that we own will be less managed and intensive sure. so that that's a plan if for two guys without a plan that's kind of where it's headed Sounds sensible. but the if opportunities come up we'd like to continue mm-hmm. to grow things over, yeah. over the years and I think it is it's something that <coughs> you said earlier the, 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 the business doesn't have a grand plan but I think my experience in, in knowledge of business is that some of the the biggest and best businesses never set up a strategy or a plan. It was it was sometimes luck, sometimes judgment, sometimes it was bottle. They take a risk. And I'm being a bit flippant saying there's no plan. There's a plan around what we do. Mm-hmm. We know what we're good at. We don't try and venture into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and without blowing our own trumpet, we've been quite good at doing what we're good at. Um, we do things different from other companies, and that gives us the opportunities that we've. Mm-hmm we managed to uncover so we'll keep doing what we're doing um, but we've always got our eyes open for, for something new and what I find interesting about Standard Real Estate is for the size of the, 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 the portfolio and the organisation it's a very very small staff team isn't it it's very very tightly managed in that respect uh, we, we outsource I mean, we've got a fantastic firm of contractors that we do a lot of work with um, they do virtually all of our projects um, as GB maintenance grant completely understands our business, he understands all the projects mm-hmm. and from that point of view we need to do very little project management mm-hmm. because Grant takes care of that. The day to day property management we outsource to McIntyre property and they deal with all that side of things so mm-hmm. it, it's a lean team that we've got consultants appointed, day to day in the offices myself, Hamish, Margaret who deal with all our admin stuff that's fantastic and the dog. Millie. Yeah, of course. No, don't, don't forget Millie. So, on a personal level, let's expand a wee bit more. Uh, the, the daughters marry the footballer, move on, become primary teachers. What's Scott Campbell going to do with his time? Uh, I used to do a lot more travelling than I do now. When the kids were younger, um, we took them to a lot of interesting places. I'd like to do a wee bit more of that. Um, there's still a lot of the world I'd like to see um, as they grow up. I'd like to do as much of it as I can with them, but they're getting to an age where you're like to be less cool to come with it. with that, um, but I'm keen that they go and do the girls' holidays and still come away with that. Uh, aye, um, fingers crossed. Involved in that sort of thing. So, I travelling. I'm very keen on staying fit, and I'm quite careful with my eating. I don't drink as much as I used to. And mm-hmm. 
I train quite a bit, so I, I'd love to do an Ironman's definitely on my list of things to do. And I go away, my brother and I are both quite keen in cycling, mm-hmm. my cousin as well, so we try and get a, a boys' trip away. And, and it's changed over years, a boys' trip away used to be going in a bar for a few Absolutely, days, it's now turned yeah. into going in a bike for a few days. Uh, <laughs> midlife crisis, my wife keeps calling it. <laughs> aye, uh-huh, aye, but, uh, so any plans, I know you and I have, again have spoken off Mike uh, about maybe uh, over the next couple of months getting to Europe and getting a bit of cycling and what's your thoughts? Uh, I, Talking to the boys just now about trying to get something either April or September. We try, we're trying to go to Mallorca and do three or four cycling days cycling over Mallorca. Cool. So that's a, the plan. We're in, signed up for the Caledonian Challenge and mm-hmm. various other. Uh, Caledonian Challenge, the no, Etap Caledonian, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, we, we enter three or four of these things, not with any intention of going to be serious cyclists and trying to win it, but. Uh, but giving us a focus for the training and make sure we get around it in a better time than we did last year. I'll try my best not to break the bike then. <laughs> so you get it back in one piece and what not, do my best. Uh, something uh, that you and I have in common is is, is a, a, a like for a particular football team. Um, what's uh, your hopes for this season? Uh, nine and then ten. That's <laughs> <laughs> your I suppose it's, enough said. I can enjoy the part that there's a title challenge this year, but it's also a wee bit nerve-wracking uh, uh-huh, at times. Aye, uh-huh, I agree with that, yes. I Again, we've had plenty of discussions about uh, uh, that team, Celtic, and uh, our love for them, but also uh, the frustrations that comes with supporting a team who have been very, very uh, well just now, but... Uh, Sometimes, as you say, it's 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 great that there's a title challenge, but it's also very scary that you know this talk of nine and ten, and you know, are we going to get there uh, and the likes? But uh, it, I think the really interesting thing just now is the way the pendulum swinging on a week to week basis. Ah, yeah, that's the way it should be. You know, yeah. I think it's Kevin Bridges says, you know, uh, Scottish football was always a two horse race until we went lost one of the horses. You know, <laughs> so we're glad they found that horse and it's back. Uh, and uh, there is a two horse race just now. So aye, and long may it continue. It's, I come from, although my family are all died and the real Celtic fans, my. Everybody in my family seemed to marry, marry a Rangers fan, so there's a, a fair bit of banter with my family. I can relate to that as well. Okay, just uh, to concluding, sir, uh, now, but again, you know, from from uh, the the charity perspective, you know, you you you're involved in a charity world. You know what Achieve More does. You know that uh, it's impact, but. Is there anything you know? You you come up and see your events, your activities. You'll chat to me. You'll chat to other staff. Do you ever go away and think they should try that or I wish they would do that? Is there anything you think that we should be considering doing in the future or should maybe focus on and look at in the future in terms of what we do? I think you probably need to take your lead on that from the kids. I think the the fantastic thing you're doing is you're providing a product that the kids love. Mm. Um, Started out as football, you got involved in dance, I know you're doing cricket and various things. Cricket's not exactly that big in Scotland, but an awful lot of your kids coming along with these projects mm-hmm. do come from different backgrounds or, right. or migrant backgrounds where cricket's a massive thing mm-hmm. in their countries. That'll probably evolve over the, the years. Yep. You're probably never going to get we Scottish boys wanting to do much more than football. And, True. Uh, I, well, girls' footballs becoming bigger. You'll probably find there's more of the girls yes. starting to want to play football uh-huh. than there was seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I think you'll, you'll have natural growth into different activities. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that the whole project and the whole thing that A&M provide, um, I think it's fantastic, it's great. I think for anybody who's not seen what you do, it's brilliant to come along to Peter Sill Park and see the mm -hmm. um, Easter project or the summer projects yep. in action um, yep. and see just how many kids are coming along to it. And that's an open invitation and, and I think you're right, you know, I mean, obviously we've been going for nearly 11 years now, they, they, well, they have developed greatly. So, we, you know, we are trying to respond more to the fact that we work with 98 different nationalities, there are different sports and interests that they're interested in, so, you know, you're right, cricket, cricket is surprisingly popular, particularly at holiday camps. Wrestling is something uh, that, that has been recently introduced because of a relationship we've built with Scottish Wrestling, and one of our coaches is in the Scottish Wrestling uh, training team. Um, we are doing uh, a bit more rugby, we're looking at tennis and table tennis, and I think mentioned to you again off mic, uh, as of next week we are look, looking to, to uh, run a comprehensive programme in schools uh, related to running and, and, and kids setting targets for themselves to, over an academic year, run a marathon distance. So, variety. But we're, we're in a country that's massively got problems with obesity, things. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you've got kids coming from a background of, in a lot of cases, deprivation, not all of them, but you're providing them food, very good food, where they're not, maybe not necessarily learning about proper eating elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That sounds daft, you're talking about obesity and not being fed in yeah, one yeah. sentence, but you'll see both sides of that. Mm -hmm. So I think anything that's keeping the kids fit and getting them eating properly is great. I think the other fantastic thing that you've also developed over the past couple of years is looking at the employability programme yes. as well uh -huh. and getting kids into work because you've got kids within your programme who have grown up become involved in A&M from an employment point of view, but you've also helped other kids who have gone through the programme, as you're saying, they get to 15, 16, 17, mm -hmm. the desire to go and play football on a Friday night may fall away or go to the yeah. dance on a Friday night, but you're then helping these kids get into work, and mm -hmm. I think that's, it's an obvious succession that you've already started, but I think that's fantastic as well. And you never know, one of these young people might be that succession plan that you're looking for, Maybe. you know, so <laughs> who knows. Uh, but no, or you might find a footballer for her birth tomorrow. Aye, well, well, <laughs> aye, we've got a few. I'm, I'm sure she's setting her sights higher than her Friday night football, of it course. It was Kieran Tierney, but she, she got kicked out of touch when he went to Arsenal. Aye, I've, aye. I've tried to convince her he's better burn than more than her, but... Aye, is, but I think, I think I've, Beth, I feel the same. I feel the same. I've kicked him into touch as well, so... I thought you meant you wanted to marry <laughs> Well, well, there was a time, I think it was one goal in particular he scored that <coughs> I, I felt that love uh, but again as I said earlier on you know uh, we, we appreciate very much appreciate the support that, that, that you in particular and the standard real estates have, have offered to us as a charity uh, you know again get the space the freeing up of resources the support for football strips the advice the guidance the introduction to other uh, people who uh, are interested in supporting the work of the charity and long may that continue and I think it is important to see it, the, the, the support uh, and the guidance of uh, people at Scott are, 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 are crucial to, to charities like yeah. it isn't always a case of uh, supporters putting their hand in their pocket and giving money that support comes in so many different ways and it has such an impact and, and, and you know this is an opportunity to, to talk to people about that contribution and that impact that they make beyond you know just just writing a check uh, for the charity because it's not always about money as you know in many respects it is about that support that guidance that advice those introductions and we really appreciate that so in conclusion 
any last thoughts on life in general, on charity world, anything that you would like to say? <laughs> there you go. Hey, no, listen, guys, keep doing what you're doing. What you're doing is fantastic, and I'm privileged to be involved in the outskirts on it. Um, yeah. And keen to keep that relationship going. As are we. So, thank you very much, and uh, we will see you soon. Thanks. Thank you.